So on to a totally different topic. Um, I am in Iowa now. Um, you probably heard that if you've listened to any of the beginning episodes, and if you haven't heard that, I'm in Iowa. Um, I moved up here from Indiana, and one of the things that I am super into is fishing. I have been my whole life. I don't know that I'm a fantastic fisherman, but I love to do it. It is absolutely one of the things that I am most passionate about. It is one of the things that gives me the proper headspace to function (laughs) in the warmer months. Um, And I am going to have to make some adjustments to Iowa. Um, We got a little bit shorter season, not crazy shorter. I mean, we're not drastically different from where I was in Indiana, although I was in southern Indiana, so it stayed warmer longer and got warmer sooner. But the species are different, too. I've never fished walleye. There are walleye in Indiana, but they are not in southern Indiana. I've never fished northern pike. Um, I have never really fished smallmouth, although there are some in, in southern Indiana. Never fished trout, which there I don't think there are a ton of trout in Iowa, but there are some streams I know or have been told that are in the northeast part of the state and maybe further north up by Minnesota, too. Um, but I'm super excited to get out this spring. Uh, in 2018 and get out in the summer and start adventuring and checking out new waters and checking out new fish and figuring things out and got a kayak a couple years ago and been doing the whole kayak fishing thing and about a year ago I got into fly fishing and I'm trying to learn how to do that and just kind of extend my um, capacity as an angler um, and I and actually last winter I did some fly tying which was a whole nother game I'm not at all what I would consider a fly tire um, but but I dabbled in it, and I made a few patterns that tore up panfish this year, which was kind of fun. It's kind of cool to tie something yourself and, um, and get to land a fish on, on something you feel like you created. It's, it's a different experience. But anyway, um, totally different vein. I apologize. I'm all over the place in this, this podcast, and that's probably how it's going to be. So um, at least in the beginning stages, I'm really just trying to document my life and what I'm all about and how that all fits together to make me who I am and push me in the direction I'm going. So there'll be a little bit of everything, a little bit of creative, a little bit of business talk, a little bit of the outdoors. Um, but, uh, but I hope, uh, I hope you stick around. I hope something interests you and hooks you and gets you, uh, drawn into my world a little bit or makes you entertained and if not i apologize for wasting your five minutes and i and i hope you find um find what you're looking for but yeah i appreciate your ear either way so thanks for listening and uh be back with you guys soon so a little backstory on how i got into fly fishing if you heard my previous episode talking about um adjusting to the fishing challenges in Iowa and anticipating that in 2018 um, I mentioned a little bit that I have gotten into fly fishing over the last year or two um, and I was going to tell a little bit of the backstory of how that happened because I, I grew up land, land well I guess landlocked isn't an issue but I grew up right in the middle of the country almost um, in southern Indiana uh, not a place where you'd be fishing for trout not particularly a place, at least where I am, that you would be fishing for smallmouth. There are some around the White River and some of the places there in Indiana where there are smallmouth streams, but I wasn't very close to any of those. Um, but I happened across a friend of mine who was a professional lighting guy for video. He was a gaffer out of Indianapolis. We did some work 
together. He's in Michigan now, but we did some work together, and he was telling me all about his fly fishing adventures in Michigan and showing me pictures of all this stuff and telling me about all the um, awesome hikes and just beautiful scenery and just, uh, just all these crazy, awesome-sounding stories about fly fishing, and he really got me drawn into it. Um, and it was a whole other game. I'd never really known anything about it um but he totally had me intrigued so i came back from that job we were on in chicago um and did what i always do when i get hooked on something i dig into youtube and start watching some interesting content on that um ran across um i can't remember his name right now he is the guy from orvis um does like the fly fishing school all of you fly fishermen are totally going to make fun of me when you hear this because he, he is like the guy for Orvis um, awesome series on fly fishing and, and especially for beginners and and um, just a lot of the cool stuff that comes along with this very very educational very entertaining in that regard um, but I went from there and ran over to Academy in in uh, Evansville where I was living at the time and picked up a basically a beginner fly kit super cheap and again any of you actual fly fishermen would probably laugh um, hysterically at the kit that I started with it was like a $45 I don't even know what it was called like White River kit or something I think that might be the Bass Pro brand but there's it was something in the equivalent I think it was a 6.7 um, with floating line and the reel was plastic junk and I still have it um, but I took that out to some local ponds and learned to cast and it was a hot mess I was hooking the grass behind me I wasn't hooking myself fortunately and I wasn't hooking a whole lot of fish at first either um, but I was figuring out casting I was figuring out lure selection really struggled to do any subsurface flies and get anything on that um, but I still loved it I don't know why I think it was a new challenge it was like trying to figure out how to catch these fish on a fly rod was just a totally new thing um and it was just it was really cool um and and i got further and further into it until i decided to finally make an investment in a better kit so kind of part two of my fly fishing beginnings um which i would say i'm still in that stage um was moving from my beginner kit that I had picked up at Academy um, to graduate to what I would call a bass rod that was an eight-weight Reddington crosswater combo. Um, I think it was a crosswater. I'd have to go back and confirm, but um, got the got the Reddington rod and strung that dude up with some. I think it might have been sink tip or it might have been floating. Um, but anyway, the, the rod, seriously, I, I always wondered when I started looking at this gear, you know, why are these fly rods like $800? Like why, why would anybody pay that much money for a rod? And, and you got to understand, like coming from Southern Indiana, you know, when we first started fishing, it was like a Zebco 33 and an ugly stick. Like nobody was buying these crazy, uh, big sexy rods or like any of these crazy rods that are I mean they're fantastic don't get me wrong and the the money is there for a reason but 
I just didn't understand it. I didn't know that the, you know, in the business sense, the ROI was there to spend $800 on a rod if that was going to make all the difference in a fishing experience. But I dropped, I don't know, 180 on the fly kit for the crosswater, which to, honestly to me, I mean, I'm going to be real, that seems steep to me, but I'm very happy with it. And I loved it, and I took it out, and it made casting so much easier. I think the action was just so much easier to work with. Um, I would fish back and forth between the first kit I bought and this crosswater and, like, noticeably feel the difference. Um, so, I mean, neither here nor there, not trying to plug Reddington, although I do love the combo. Um, but, you know, if you're looking into fly fishing, I, in my opinion, if you can cast on a crappy rod, though, you can cast on a, bat, on a, on a good rod. And I think it'll make you all the better. But, uh, you know, there's people out there that have been doing it a lot longer than I have that may disagree and say, well, you form bad habits, and maybe you would. I don't know. But anyway, I got the Reddington rod, got a little better at casting, started catching more fish, took it out in the kayak, which I don't know how many of you have ever tried to fly fish from the kayak, but that's a whole other experience, too. Um, had some fun with that. And then... I decided, well, I need, I need a tie fly, so I'm super into fly fishing at this point, trying to consume everything I could, trying to learn everything I could, um, and I bought a cheap, or well, not bought, got it for Christmas, I think, a cheap little vise and kit with materials um, for my wife, and spent the winter tying flies, and this will be hysterical probably to any of you old timers or anybody that's been doing it for a while or even watched fly tying stuff and um i would watch videos on tying flies to get technique and then i would kind of make my own patterns but i also had read somewhere that it's super interesting to run through craft stores and try and find your own materials and cool things so i would go after holidays like saint patrick's day or valentine's day and christmas and pick up like tinsel and like weird like craft fur and these things that were in Hobby Lobby and these other stores that that you could get for fairly cheap after the holidays and then I would tie these wacky flies with these materials and they looked fantastic they looked like they would be great um, but the problem was I didn't know what I was doing <laughs> and I didn't have enough weight added to some of these like you need to get these subsurface I was thinking well the hook will drag it down but when you put all these fake materials on there especially the craft ones a lot of them float um, it was just a hot mess but but it was fun and I you know I started working out my my knots and making it work to where I could actually tie something that would stay together and, um, <laughs> just for you guys that have tied flies, I encourage. I mean, if you want to extend your creativity, man, go hit up the craft store. If you haven't already done something like that, a lot of you guys probably have. But um, that was so much fun for me, and I, I really, once we get settled in and buy a house up here in Iowa, I'm looking forward to maybe get to do a little bit more of that too. It's a cheap hobby once you have the materials. Now you could spend crazy amounts of money on the materials, and you guys that tie flies all the time are well aware of that. But um, Anyway, that's just a little bit about me and the fishing side and what I've been up to in that regard, and I'm sure you'll hear a lot more about it. Because, like I said, fishing is, is one of the things I am absolutely most passionate about. So, again, appreciate you guys listening. I'll talk to you soon.